Aloha Foilers, this is Brian Finch, and I present to you episode two of the Foil the World podcast. Uh, uh. It's kind of popping, yeah? Greetings and welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I'm surprised you've made it to episode two. Episode one, little rough, not going to lie. A uh, couple of mistakes I made. I erased a few tracks of stereo, so there is uh, several, two different uh, chunks of time there where it's just mono in the audio. A little annoying. And uh, sorry if I blew your ears out with the theme song. I... Uh, I guess wrote that song in GarageBand uh, after recording episode one, went to plug it in and the levels were a little bit off though. So sorry about that. So episode one was recorded on uh, my vacation caretaking mission back uh, to what I would still consider home in some regards um, on Kauai where I used to live for many years and grew up. And now I am back in Florida. Um, I've been back for actually quite a while. Uh, I came, you know, I came home from, from that trip and there's just so much catching up to do with work, family, you name it, yard, the grass. It's just, uh, it's home repairs, you name it. It, it piles up quickly. And so it's taken a while to get back in the groove here. Uh, but even worse than that, the freaking flu snipered my family one by one um and i was the last to fall everyone was kind of spread out by one week so i uh, ended up you know caring for my family and a quite brutal flu uh for each of them and then i finally got it at the end it wore me down sleep deprivation exposure i imagine and i got freaking decimated fully nuked first is the worst i've been sick in recent memory uh, much worse than the vid, uh, this fluid, yeah, it kicked my ass. I'm still recovering. I can at least speak, you know, my voice is pretty much back. I've also had super annoying software problem that took me a little over, you know, two weeks to solve trying several attempts going through uh, YouTube, searching for answers. I think we figured it out. We're on the right path. And, uh, so that's, that's quite a relief and really looking forward to start pumping these episodes out on the regulars. So what I've been up to lately, I uh, had a, a killer session down South on the space coast. I met up with Gunther Oka. He is a freaking world-class wakeboarder, gnarly athlete. Um, and he's ripping on the foil too. Liquid Force is his main sponsor, Freedom Foil Boards is mine. Liquid Force and Freedom have a relationship. Uh, they're basically, you know, Liquid Force owns Freedom. And so it was cool to go down and, and link up with Gunther and uh, get a session and kind of, you know, tie those brands together, see who's on the other side. And uh, had a great time. It was quite a drive. You know, Space Coast is a good three hours south of Jack's where I live. Um, it's only the second time I've been down in that area. I went for the uh, foil race challenge, the pump, that pump contest, and uh, met a couple of the guys we had a session with here. It was the first time I had met some 
of these guys in person, not just Graham life. So it's it really cool to see these guys down on the Space Coast in the Melbourne area, ripping it up and, and super welcoming crew. Who was all there? It was uh, Gunther Latham, Rob Novo, whom I actually met years ago in northern Nicaragua, uh, just getting barreled off our faces. Uh, Jeremy Anderson and Eric from the Catalyst Surf Shop. And I'm not remembering the rest of the guys' names. My apologies, but freaking rad dudes. Um, Gunther really, really definitely kind of blew me away. I was, I know he rips, but um, he's gotten so good so fast. And it's these, these freaking wakeboarders, they're coming in to take over foiling. And it's annoying and exciting and inspiring all in one. <laughs> I'm very impressive what these dudes are doing. Like Noah and Austin bringing their strap game and now evolving the strap game into no straps and just crazy airs and, and very technical tricks. Uh, so cool to see. Um, aside from that, had a couple brutal downwinders as of recent as well. Um, yeah, northeast winds are not ideal here. We've been forcing some downwinders just because we're so hungry to, to send it. That is an addicting feeling above and beyond just the normal, the normal foil addiction, uh, sending downwind is just, it's so fun. It's, I, it's hard to pinpoint what's so amazing about it. I guess it's just harnessing the ocean. It's the adventure, I suppose, of, uh, being offshore, just out there with your skills, your equipment, reading the ocean and, and, and the travel aspect, like, you know, five miles is kind of our standard run now. We have a, a B run that's nine miles um, and we're looking to push it much further. We just need the proper days. Like I said, we've been forcing it. Eric Antonson, uh, Mike Pedigo and I, um, Rob Carney jumping in on these runs as well. And you can't force it. You need the right, you need the right uh, conditions if you want to have a good time. It's, it's funny on these kind of days where it's not ideal sometimes you start questioning like can i even do this am i good at downwinding i thought i had this thing on lock and then you get a nice day where you actually have proper conditions and then it's it's up and cruising and effortless and that's you know that's where the addiction lies there in those days that uh, everything comes together and downwinding feels actually easy and it's just super enjoyable what, what else can I say there? So looking for some good conditions to line up. I've, I've missed a few opportunities here and there um, in the last week. I know Eric has had some great runs and, and uh, Mike as well. But uh, yeah, dines for good stuff. Uh, on the topic of downwinding also, it's interesting to see the uh, knee paddling just all of a sudden catching a lot of people's attention as it pertains to downwinding. Knee paddling, meaning on your knees, um, Dave Kalama style on a downwind board with uh, the hand paddles for extra leverage leverage to um, crank into these bumps on your knees and popping up to your feet. Completely bypassing the learning curve of the balance it takes to stand on a sup board, the balance it takes to stand on a sup board out in the ocean or river where all the water's moving, and then to learn how to paddle, paddle that board straight, efficient, um, quick, tight strokes, and being able to maintain it to pop up on foil, that is removed 
from uh, the learning curve when you're on your knees. It's so much easier. Uh, as far as balance, I should say, it can be, depending on conditions, it can be easy. Um, depending on conditions, it can feel quite impossible, but it's interesting that it's just kind of now sparking a lot of imagination where it seemed like it was kind of being ignored for a while and not looked at as a viable option or kind of looked at as maybe cheating or the lazy man's version. However, I think that it, uh, it just lends to more accessibility to people out there uh, that want to downwind and either aren't good at balancing or don't want to put in the time uh, of a stand-up paddle. And then there's also the kind of freedom aspect. Once you're standing up, you're not holding a paddle. Uh, this is all debatable. It's preferences. There's many advantages to both. But as a anecdote, I've paddled into open ocean waves riding a six foot by 17 wide, I believe 70 liters, um, uh, prone downwind board. I almost called it a sup board, but it's a you know, prone downwind board. looks like a miniaturized sup. And uh, I've, I've gotten up on unbreaking bumps in the ocean here in Florida and many times on my last Hood River trip. It, you know, it's really hard until that moment where it becomes really easy. What I mean by this is just it requires a lot of patience um, and you just wait for the right moment, the right bump. And when you get that right one, I mean, you stroke in, you, you jump up on a foil and just feels like, wow, that's easy. But it takes that patience of waiting for the right stuff. And it's easy to exhaust yourself, frustrate yourself, kind of paddling for the bumps that you shouldn't be. Um, that being said, I've been in the water where it was pr pretty much impossible, at least on my little board, to paddle up. And I'm, I'm not using hand paddles and I'm not on my knees. I am laying down just with my hands so that, you know, uh, odds will increase. I believe with hand paddles, you got more force. Being on your knees, more force as well. Uh, my board was a little too small for that. It was designed um, to see the, uh, to, I, I, it was designed to find the diminishing returns of that style of, um, of approaching downwinding. And I think we found the diminishing returns. A six foot is too short. Uh, it's doable. feels great when you're up on foil and riding. But um, it needs to be really good conditions for it to be a viable option for me. I'm not, I don't want to go out and struggle. So I think seven foot, seven five, these lengths um, would make it uh, far more viable for a prone downwind board, either on knees or laying down. I got off on a little tangent there about the board, but my point was that I have been in the water where I could not get up on foil on that uh, very small board and watching my buddies stroke in on a sup board and leave me in the dust. So there's that. Voyager underscore foiler on Instagram has a great two-part post type thread um, on the same topic, um, same, same ideas and sentiment as my let's call it thesis i had on on this idea um, that inspired me to co-design a, a, a prone downwind board with freedom and we did this prototype and it's it's really interesting the ideas are aligning here and i think there's much more to explore there 
I'm going to keep pushing forward in this aspect of the sport. And I see a lot of people as of recent embracing the idea as well. So very exciting. So Eric and I, Eric from the progression project, we are going to fire, fire up our foil camps again. We did two awesome three day camps, um, last year, had a great time doing it, had a great response from clients and a lot of inquiries ever since those camps. Um, I'll, even though we haven't advertised, we haven't really talked about doing camps again. Uh, we've continually been hit up by folks interested. So we are happy to fill that demand. Like I said, it's something really enjoyed doing coaching, coaching, uh, foilers, teaching them how to tune their gear, um, just improve skills in every facet that, that we can help with. So again, exciting, uh, very excited to, to fire up the camps again, and we will be announcing dates as soon as possible. Well, thanks for bearing with me on these first two episodes. These are definitely the practice runs and episode three, we're going to have a guest and we'll continue having guests. So, uh, it won't just be me here rambling, <laughs> Uh, again, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you for making it this far and, and we will continue to work hard and make this a great podcast and interesting, hopefully fun and learn a little bit along the way. Catch you on the next episode and foil the world. (laughs) 